to thank you tonight. It's, so, it's such a great privilege to be able to handle the word of God before the people of God in the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Father and the Son, we know you're here tonight. And we ask that you speak to us, O oh God, and minister to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Could you take your Bible, please, and turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. We're talking about growing into your inheritance in Christ. Growing into your inheritance in Christ. We already have grace. God says in Romans 5, 17, we have, he has given to us, and we have already received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. And we are supposed to reign in life because of these things, the things that he has given to us. So God's already given us very precious things. And we're going to be talking about some of this as we go into this, this word. But I need you to really understand the mind of God and what the Holy Spirit is doing. And possibly what's really hindering the church because most people are staying babies. And past that, there was a time I was a baby and I needed to be taught. I had all kinds of anxieties and fears and uncertainties. I'm not there anymore. By the grace of God. I have confidence. It doesn't matter who I'm talking to. I know what I believe. And that's what I want you to, to know as well. Read with me. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, that's fleshly people, as to babes, in Christ. So what we're talking about here, the drive then is to grow out of babyhood. You are commanded by God to grow. He wants you to grow. It's a real problem if you are not growing in Christ and you don't have any desire to grow because God cannot say things to you and reveal things to you that he wants to reveal that will change your life, change your ministry, and change the effect that you have on this earth before you depart. We are supposed to bring some changes to the earth by your life. You are the light of the world. And the salt of the earth, that's you. If you stay a baby, nothing of, of that nature is going to happen. So God wants you to grow. So there is a spiritual person. He says, I, can, I cannot speak to you as spiritual people, but as carnal, fleshly people, Christians being fleshly. So we have spiritual people, that's the mature Christians, and then we have fleshly Christians or babies. And God cannot deal with babies. Babies need care. Constant care. But God says, I don't want you to remain a baby. It's going to be hard if you see a 16-year-old wearing, pull, what do you call it, pull-ups? You know? And that's a tough thing. But that's what we put God through. And he cannot really communicate with us. Jesus was frustrated with his disciples. He says, how long will I bear with you? How long will I be with you? He said to them before he went to the cross, I have so many things I want to tell you. You can't handle them now. Did he really want to tell them? Yes, he did. But they couldn't handle them. You cannot grow beyond the revelation that God is giving to you. You just cannot. The Bible says the secret things, that's Deuteronomy 29 verse 29, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. So the things that God has kept secret, they are for God's benefit, not for your benefit. It says it's to the glory of God to keep secrets. God enjoys keeping things secret. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things that are revealed belong to us and our children forever. They are for your benefit. 
but they have to be revealed to you. God has to share these things with you. And if you don't have revelation, God cannot deal with you. You got to have revelation to have these things. But God doesn't reveal things to babes. He just doesn't. They can't handle it. So we need to have that desire to grow. Paul said, I can't, I want to speak to you as spiritual people, but I can't. You are still babes. There are things that children can't do. You won't give your key, the key to your car to your child to drive, to the mall. You won't do that. God will not do that. As long as you stay a baby, God cannot really do work with you. God expects you, your life, to influence the earth. And I, for me, I, I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. I, I'm crying out to God. There are things. I, I want to do these things. I want my life to count for lives all over the world, not just the United States. We're not having television, uh, 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 television uh, programming in Nigeria because I want to be on te television now. I want to change lives. I want my life, Jesus in me, changing lives all over the world. If I can afford it, I'll put it all over the place. Somebody's going to listen. I'm not writing a book just to get the money. No, I want somebody to read that thing and their life's changed. And if that life is changed, they will influence another life. And that life will influence another life. And I keep living even though I'm gone. That's what this is all about. It's so dynamic. You can't sit still. You have to understand what God's given to you. He's so holy. You have been given something so holy. The word of God, he's so holy. We're holding the word of God as if it's just an ordinary thing. That thing can change the world. But the way our attitude towards the word, that's what's causing a lot of problems. Look at what men who've handled the word of God with maturity. The things that they're accomplishing all over the world. Some of them are changing nations today. Men, ordinary men, changing nations. People are amazed at what God's doing in these men's lives. And here I am in Cyprus. I gotta get out of this. Something's gotta happen. You have to have that desire in you. you uh, God will keep you where you want to be. I said the other time, there were 12 people in the boat. Only one person had a desire to walk on water. And he was the only one who walked on water. You have to have that desire in you. You can't sit and just come to church and you're going to just sit and just let pastor feed me. We're past that. Especially those of you here tonight. Amen. Especially those of you here tonight. If you change your mind and you determine we are going to grow the church. This church doesn't belong to me. He, this church belongs to us. God gave this church to us. You're sitting, well, pastor is not doing it. Well, well, what's pastor? You are part of it. We have to grow God's work right here and go around the world. When we ask him for offering, it's not just for the art fellowship. We have money. We want to reach the world. And you, you got to see beyond you. Don't be so selfish. Don't be, when you're thinking about yourself, that's why you're having a whole lot of troubles. Because you're only concerned about you. Look beyond yourself. God wants more. And if you look, be, look beyond yourself, God will pour on you so that you can reach the world for him. He's looking for somebody to reach the world for him. He loved them so much, he went to the cross for them. Not just to sit in the pew here, Thank God you're here on Wednesday night. We need more so that we begin to do God's work. We got to get very serious about this. No games. No manipulation and all those playing games. No, we, we are beyond that. We have been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. So precious. The blood of God himself. We can't just sit still and say we're nothing. We can't help ourselves. No, he died for us. His spirit is in us. We can help ourselves. We have the gift of righteousness. We have received abundance of grace from God. We are not ordinary. 
We are born of the spirit of the living God. And the Bible says we can do all things through him who strengthens us. How can we sit down and say, well, I can't help myself. Nothing is happening. My finances are done. No. Our God is able to meet every need that you have in your life. But you have to be decided. You have to make up your mind. I'm, grow I'm going to grow. I'm going to be a man. God doesn't use children. He'll use adults. But if you want to be a child, he'll keep your right to be a child. But I don't want to be a child. I don't want to be a child. There was a time I looked up to Pastor Addison. He was my pastor. No, I don't look up to him anymore. I'm looking to get people more uh, to be in the place where I was before. That's where we are in these things. I mean, you got to see yourself different. You're going to see yourself the way God sees you. God sees you. You can be a giant killer. And here you're sitting shrinking because of the little problems that you're supposedly going through trying to find, figure out how you can work these little problems and all of that. And you get an almighty God who sent angels to protect you. They are out there to, pro to take care of you. He said he sent this ministry in spirit not to minister to us, but to minister for us. Not to minister to us, but to minister for us us to take care of our, of our needs. We really need to wake up. And is this remaining satisfied with where you are, having no dreams, no desire, that's what's holding God back. That's what's holding God back. I tell you, when you focus on the way you're feeling and your sickness and all of that kind of stuff, it, 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 you go nowhere. Just, and that's where Satan wants you. To keep thinking about these little things. Whereas God has something so big, you can change the world. Who says it's only these guys that can do it? Where did you read that in the scriptures? That's only these guys can reach the world and do all these great things for God. They were born by women, right? I want to, I'm born by woman. I got to do something. God has no favorite. They decided to grow up. And I want to find out what they had to get them up. And I'm going to eat the same thing so I can get to their stage so that God can use me the way he's using them. I can't be satisfied and I'm not going anywhere till I get to that level. That's what you have to decide in your heart. That's what you have to decide in your heart. Otherwise, all you keep thinking about is this person offended me and that person offended me. Those little stuff that mean nothing. And that's what, that's what you measure on. You're measuring in things that are supposed to be minors. And you're proud of them. We have to get out of that. We have a work to do here. God has given us the platform. We have a church you're looking for me to do all the anointing work so the people can come. No, God's looking to you, not to me, all of us together. I have my place, you have your place. If you think, oh, well, I don't want to have that responsibility, it's too late. You're already here. You're already here. Let me tell you this. Maturity is based on spiritual wisdom understanding and knowledge you want to be mature you need spiritual wisdom you need spiritual wisdom spiritual understanding that's called revelation that's how Paul was able to change the world he said I got so much revelation a thorn was given to me in the flesh to, to keep him down because he could really think he was something else. Amen? Because of the revelation, when he showed up in a town, everywhere goes crazy. These men that have changed the world, they have come to us. How did he become so great? By revelation. By revelation. Wisdom. Spiritual wisdom. Jesus said... I will give you a wisdom and a mouth. Wisdom and a mouth that no, none of your adversaries 
will be able to withstand or gainsay. I'm going to give that to you. Have you received it? I'll give you a wisdom, <coughs> excuse me, wisdom and the mouth through which the wisdom will flow. And no devil can stand in the way. No devil, no human enemy or spiritual enemy can stand in your way when Jesus is giving you his wisdom and giving you his understanding. God walks through wisdom and understanding. Spiritual wisdom, spiritual understanding, spiritual knowledge, and it's all dependent on you if you desire it. Wisdom, primary thing. Number one thing, understanding. He says, get it. With every, all you're getting, get, get wisdom. Get understanding. Why would God tell us to get something that we have no ability to get? That's my responsibility, right? So I got to find out, God, okay, what do you mean? How do I get this wisdom that you're talking about? I mean, he's ever asked God about that. Show me how to get this. Because once you get this spiritual wisdom and understanding, nobody's going to hold you down. There is no force that can keep you down. They'll stay with you for a while, but they, they're falling out of you. Because it's been destroyed from the roots. And the leaves may be green for a while, but they're going to get dry and fall off. That's if it's an enemy. But everything else will turn green. That's pleasant. That God wants to give to you. That's the key. I, Paul wants to deal with those that have understanding. Now listen to this. It says this, Paul, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 20. It says, brethren, do not be children in what? In understanding. What's babyhood in Christianity? When God talks about babes, your understanding. If you are a baby in your understanding, you are a baby in Christ. And you walk in the flesh. And Paul cannot speak to you as spiritual. You are a baby. Because you lack understanding. This is what God works with. I'm going to show you from the scriptures how important this is. And you can cry out. The Bible says to cry out for wisdom. Cry out for understanding. God doesn't rebuke. Paul, James said, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. God can give you. That's if you desire to grow. <coughs> Excuse me. So important. So important. Brethren, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice, be babes. You are permitted, when it comes to malice, to be a baby. You know how children are? I've seen parents really duking it out because their kids were fighting, you know, and they believed that the other kid hurt the other, you know, their kid, and they hit the other parent and all of that, and turn the kid loose. Guess what he does? He goes back to the same guy that hurt him that they're fighting about. I've seen that happen. Kids don't hold malice. They go right back and they're playing. The parents keep the grudge, but the kids have forgotten about what happened. They're back playing with their friend. He says in malice, you can afford to be a babe. But in understanding, no. So the key then is understanding. Ephesians chapter 1. <coughs> Beginning from verse 17. Now Paul said, after I heard about your faith and your love towards the saints, I never ceased to pray for you, Ephesians. Making mention of you in my prayers. And this was what he was praying for them. This is the key here. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So 
there is a spirit of wisdom and revelation. You can know God from your mind. That's fleshly. Knowing God is spiritual. So there is a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. It's a spirit. Notice if it's not the flesh, with the flesh you can grow to a level and you, you stop, right? In the spirit, there, there are no limits. You can grow as much as you want to in wisdom. But Paul said, I never cease. This was my only concern for you. I know you love God. I know you love us. But I want you to have that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. I want you to have that. <coughs> the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So, when you have the spirit of wisdom and you have the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of God, guess what happens? The eyes of your understanding. Your eyes get opened. You get to know the truth. And the more truth you get to know, the more you walk away from being a child spiritually and you walk into understanding like Paul said, don't be a child with regards to understanding. So the more understanding you get spiritually, the more mature you are. And it has nothing to do with how long you have been a Christian. Hello? Has nothing to do with that. So don't tell yourself, well, I'm going to wait until this, this brother has been a Christian for 10 years. I'm only one year. Believe me, if you stick with it, in one year, you'll grow beyond the person who has been 10 years. He will be sitting and watching God do things with you. I'm telling you, he'll sit and watch you. He'll sit and watch you. And he won't understand what's going on with you. Because God is a respecter of no one. If you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. If you don't have time for God, he won't have time for you. So there's nobody, you're not looking, it's the desire in your heart that's going to decide what's going to happen to you. He said, I want God to give you that spirit of revelation, spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. If I were you, I'll take this scripture and begin to pray it over myself. I'll pray this scripture every day over my life. I need that spirit of wisdom. I want to grow up. I want to do things for God. Notice Paul said, I never cease to pray for you. And in those days I read this scripture, I said, well, Paul is going to heaven. Who is praying this for me now? Well, then I realized I can pray it for myself. I got mouth. Amen. I can pray it for myself. I guarantee you, you pray the scripture, things will change in your life. I, I'm telling you, things will begin to change. Spend time doing it. I tell you, things, you turn the scriptures and God will just begin to show you things. When you know it, the Bible says, and you shall know the truth, the truth will set you free. Once you got revelation, nobody can keep you down. You may be there where you were before, after you got the revelation, but the devil knows the, the game is over. I got to let go now. And slowly he will grudgingly walk away from you. Amen. The leaves will dry up. And new leaves from God will begin to show up in your life. That's just the way it is. But you got to grow up. What is happening to us is immaturity and no desire to do anything for God. No desire to grow up. So all we're struggling is who comes to church on Sunday. I don't think about those type of things. I'm, I'm going to be there. I want to hear the word. I want to grow. We're coming to that. I want to grow. I've got to grow. I've got nothing to prove to anybody. This work that Jesus did for me on the cross, I want it to take hold of my life before I die. Let it do something in me, something unusual. Not ordinary. I've got to see something from heaven, something divine, something supernatural. Because I'm dealing with a supernatural God. How can my life be ordinary? Nothing supernatural? Never seen anything supernatural? 
nothing that is evident that people can look and say, <laughs> you can't explain that that's got to be supernatural. I want that. I don't want to just be talking. I've got to see that. But if you don't have the desire, just like Peter had the desire to walk on water, you stay in the boat. And Jesus will walk to you. <laughs> and you sit down there with you. We need to grow up, brothers and sisters, today. We really need to. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. Once your eyes are enlightened, you begin to know what belongs to you. Your inheritance in Christ. That you may know the hope of your calling. God doesn't call you to nothing. <laughs> God cannot call you to nothing. Think about it. And every one of you has been called by God. You tell your friend out there and say, you know, God has called me to himself. He wants proof. <laughs> tell your friends at work, God spoke to me and said to come to him. He says, really? You mean the God of heaven called you? <laughs> Show me some proof. But there's, we think about it and we're thinking, well, has, no, yeah. They don't see the proof. When they see supernatural things taking place in my life, it may laugh about it, but the day I pray with somebody in the office who has deaf ear, and they say, you know, this, this man, this one has been talking crazy that God called him. He, he put his hand in my ear, and I can hear now. They'll go, really? And the next thing they do, the work says, eh, Brother, you know, I'm really having a problem in my home. Mm -hmm. You know, they've recognized. That's, right. That's, right. That's the difference. Once they see a supernatural work in your life, they know the difference. But if you stay a baby, you're just fleshly. And Jesus said, the spirit gives life. The flesh profits nothing. You're not going to profit from the flesh. And as long as you are carnal, fleshly, God can walk with that. Nothing touched with flesh. So the, when we become Christians, we're still initially babes, we're still immature, fleshly. But God says, you want to run away from there. Because that's where he cannot really touch you. We got to run away from that place. We got to grow. Then you know the hope of your calling. There is a hope to your calling. Every one of us called by God. And there is a hope for your calling. And I'm telling you, pleasant hope. Something beautiful. Something that can change the world. Something that they can look and say, well, it's got to be God here. Yes. And, and, and if you don't look for it, you never have it. You got to look for it. You have to have the desire. That's what we're talking about. You're already righteous. You received abundance of grace. So you are praying for grace in your life. God said, I've already given that to you. And you have the gift of righteousness, and you are to reign in life because of that. The reason why we are not reigning, guess why? You're still a baby. Paul said in Galatians, Babies are just like slaves, even though he's an heir to all things. He has all things, but he's a child. He tells the maid in his house, even though he's going to be the next king, he says to the maid, sit down there. The lady says, shh, shh, be quiet. But let him grow up as a man sitting on his throne. And he says, lady, sit down there. I mean, before just pointing to her means, oh, I hope this is good coming while he's pointing to me. But as, as a baby, they control you. Why did God say these things to us? He's trying to get our attention because there is more to our lives. We are joined here with Christ himself. Think about that. Think about that. But we have to grow up. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, that's you, the saints. God says there's a lot of, glo a lot of glory upon your life for him. Amen? The riches of the glory of his inheritance in you. 
Think about that. God sees glory. You as a part of him. You were given to him as a glorious inheritance. Amen? A glorious inheritance. Don't treat yourself as ordinary. Because as a man thinks in his heart, that's it. You got to start growing. But guess what? How will the baby be able to think like a king? Huh? You have to grow up. And it's only through revelation, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that we will get to the place where we know who we are in Christ. You can, you, you can, I can go out, and I've, I've seen this, they're trying to cast out the devil, and he doesn't even listen to them. Because this is uh, your baby. And then another guy walks in, the same Christian, both of them, and he says, now you come out. And the devil says, okay, <laughs> I'm going out. What's the difference? One is a child, and the devil won't listen to him. And the other one knows his authority in Christ. And the devil knows he knows we're out of here. That's the difference. That's the difference. But you have to have that desire to grow. Your understanding is so important. God walks through your understanding, and the devil also walks through your understanding. I'm going to share that with you. He knows when you got understanding. I don't know how he does, but he does know. And if he knows you don't have understanding, he's going to harass you and destroy you, destroy your family, destroy your children, destroy everything. Because you don't have understanding. But once you have the understanding, you stand up to him, he knows the game is over. Initially, it may seem as if nothing is happening, but you already know. Amen? You now know you are the prince. And he's going to give up. Before long, he's going to give up. You know, when Jesus caused the tree, that tree didn't dry up immediately, right? I'm sure God allowed it the next day so that they can see it. But he dried up from the roots, right? All the way up. So once you have that revelation, it's over. Let me read this with, uh, to you. In Matthew 13, beginning from verse 18. Jesus was talking about the parable of the sower. He says, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. You know, some fell on the wayside, right? And some among thorns, stony ground, thorns, and then the good ground. This is the point here. He says, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom... And does not understand it. What's the key word there? Understand it. That's what makes your heart a wayside heart. You understand what I'm saying? Because you didn't have any understanding. If he doesn't understand it, then the wicked one. Who is the wicked one? The devil now comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, guess what's taking place? God's sowing things in your life to produce something godly, beautiful, great. God's not going to sow something expecting to reap a tiny harvest in your life, right? When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, there is a sowing by God in your heart. Every time you hear the word of the kingdom, God, the Holy Spirit is sowing things in your life that will produce later in your life. However, if you don't understand, you see how important understanding is? This is where the maturity is. If you don't understand it, the devil will harass you. First, it will make sure you don't even remember what was spoken. He takes it away from you. You have no desire. It's not your fault. It's been stolen away from you. There's nothing there. The seed was, you heard it, it went nowhere. So when you don't have any desire, it's not your fault. It's just you got no understanding. There is nothing there. He's been taken away. That's why, you, why you're where you are. When you don't gain understanding, the more you stay that way, you remain a baby. That's why Paul was praying for them. 
that God will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him because that's the way I can grow. That's the way I can grow. That's the, way, the only way I can get to maturity so that God can take me from glory to glory and use me in this life so that you know all the limitations I put on my life have begin to knock those walls down. By revelation, now you can, no, no, that's no longer a limit for me. I can walk through that door now. And you're comfortable and you can speak about it and be bold because you know. Amen? You know. And guess what? You step out and God steps out with you. He confirmed the word with signs following. But if you don't have understanding, you, you won't step out. If you walk into a place that you've never been before and with God, We've never been there before, right? And, and I, say, I tell you, well, that room there is dark. Can you go in there and get me the table there? Well, it's totally dark. Would you, would you go in there? Absolutely not. Especially if you know there's danger in there. <laughs> You're not going in there? You say, give me some light and I'll go in there. And that's what's happening. There are snakes in the world, right? The devil. And the world is dark. And you want to do work. And I tell you, well, that room is dark and there are snakes in there. But, but there is a, a fellow there that I want you to go get from me. <laughs> you say, well, give me some light, right? So I can see to avoid the snakes. You won't step out until you, gain, you have light. Your eyes are enlightened. But once your eyes are enlightened and you got the truth, you are not afraid anymore. You walk in there because you're not afraid of the snakes, you know that he's giving you power over all the powers of the enemy, over serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, you got light, you walk into that dark room and deliver everything that's there to your master. Amen? He gets the glory and your life is enriched. That's the key about this. You got to have understanding. They didn't understand it, so the devil, the wicked one, stole it he snatched it away, what was known in your heart, by God. Can you imagine? God sowed something in your heart, and because of lack of understanding, you allowed the devil to take it away from you because you didn't cry out for understanding. Because you remained a baby. And so you suffer. You hear about revival over here, and you run over there. And you have about revival over here, well, I pray that one of those revivals will give you understanding. Because you'll keep running, you never end. Amen. I'm going to go to this scripture here and I'm going to say my time is coming up. But I need, you, I need you to understand there are two ways that you can stay a baby. And not gain understanding. One by not really considering what God has done in your life. And in that way, your heart gets hardened. And you have no understanding, and you stay that way. And it could be for 10, 20 years. No change, no difference. Um, I've shared with you here, nothing about me, but what God has done for me, okay? When I left my country to come to the United States, my pastor, who is now in California, he finally confessed to me. He said, I was very worried for you. Because to them, I was extremely weak as a Christian. And they were right. They were, they were very right, and I knew it. But I was determined in my heart, I'm going to hang on to God no matter what. That part, they didn't know. They had no idea about that. But I told myself, I know I'm not strong. And I could see it from the, you know, some, I'm able to read people. I don't know how I can read people a lot. It's very hard. Uh, if you think I'm not knowing what's going on, I'm able to live with it. I'd read people. I can tell you what's going on. But I've learned to not to be afraid of what, what I'm saying because it doesn't bother me. It doesn't change my relationship with the person, even though I can know what probably they're thinking. It's just the way it is. But I could read that they were afraid that he was going to fall. I think my wife has heard about that. They were very afraid he's going to fall away when he gets to the United States. Or maybe this is a ploy. Uh, when he goes to the U.S., that's the way he's going to fall away from the faith. 
But after I got called into the ministry, many of them didn't uh, know anything about my life because I was here growing in the faith and God was teaching me a lot. And I started ministry. And a friend of mine, <coughs> excuse me, in Benin City, he hadn't seen me in many years. And he was still looking at me from what he knew from the past. And uh, he had a good-sized church. And I told him, they told him I was going to preach in his church. And he, I could tell, I could read him. He was very concerned. Uh, he won't let me preach. He, he, he would try docking this way and docking that way. And I, I, I knew what he was thinking. So finally, I pulled him aside. And I said, uh, his name is Solomon. <laughs> I said, Pastor Solomon, you know, I know uh, the good luck that you used to know. That one is dead. I'm not the same person that you know. I know you knew I was very uncertain and afraid. That's not me anymore, okay? Just let me preach. Just don't worry about it. And I shared this here before, but I preached in this church. Uh, a police officer was healed. And she came out and testified. If we were very good friends. Oh, my friend was so grateful to God. He was beside himself, pastor. Because he's never seen me in that room before. Confident speaking because all they knew was somebody that was so uncertain i asked questions that i used to ask i'm embarrassed by them by now at this point because i asked silly questions in those days and that was all they knew but god had grown me and i wanted to grow i really wanted to grow you can grow god will take you wherever you want to go god will use you if you want to be used if you decide i want to go this way let me do i have time can you give me just five minutes <laughs> that could mean 10 minutes <laughs> it means finally paul says and then he comes back a few more verses and finally they say, paul where is your finally where does he stop all right but two ways that people get to the point where they stay as babies let me read this for you. In Matthew chapter 8. Jesus was going with the disciples and they were crossing the ocean. I mean at uh, the lake of Galilee. And then he said them because the Pharisees, uh, they had done certain things. He said, beware of the living. You remember that of the Pharisees? And they were saying, it's because we didn't take bread. Remember that? Because we didn't take bread. We didn't take bread. It says, but Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Okay, so you get hardness of heart has something to do with understanding, right? Can you see that? Hardness of heart has something to do with understanding. He says, don't you still understand? It's your heart. Your heart. Do you not yet perceive that your eyes not yet enlightened yet? Because they could see, they, can they could see everything. No understanding. Is your heart still Hardened, having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? Notice the word. Do you not what? Remember? It's a key. Do you not remember? When I broke five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of fragments did you take up? In other words, he talked about bread, right? And it's living, and they thought, oh, because we didn't take bread. They only had one loaf. And they immediately go, oh, wow, we made a mistake. We should have. Jesus said, no, 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 no. Your heart's still hardened. I, I could get bread anytime. <laughs> one loaf. You got one loaf? That's enough, right? We got five. We fed how many thousand? What are you thinking? I'm not talking about bread. But you know, he went beyond bread. He's talking about a hardened heart and the fact that they have no understanding yet. 
Yeah, that was the problem. If they had understanding, they would have picked it up immediately by revelation. Jesus wasn't talking about bread. Why? They will understand he, he couldn't be talking about bread. He just multiplied five loaves. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established, right? Let me show you another scripture. Mark chapter 6 verse 49 to 52. And when they saw him walking on the sea, you remember Jesus walking on the sea? This is another situation now. Jesus walking on the sea. They supposed it was a ghost. This was, in, actually you can see the scripture from um, John chapter 6. You know, after Jesus multiplied bread, they went to the other side. Jesus went up to pray, and then he started walking on water. This is the same setting here. So Jesus was walking on water, and they thought it was a ghost. And they cried out. They were frightened by this. For they all saw him and were troubled. But immediately he talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer. In other words, hey, be happy. It's okay. No problem. You're not going to die. It's not a ghost. It is I. Do not be afraid. Then he went up into the boat to them, and the wind ceased. And they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled. Why? Look at this, the reason the Bible says they marveled and were afraid. For they had not understood the word about the loaves because of what? The heart was hardened. Their hearts were hardened. So important. We've seen God do miracles here, right? You forget. Guess what's happening to you? You don't consider it. No understanding. Your heart gets hardened. You stay a baby. Wake up. You see where I'm going? Wake up. Because God has more for us. We don't want a hardened heart. We need to pursue after this so that God can begin to deal with us. Amen? I'm going to stop here tonight, but I still have a lot I want to share. I'm going to be talking about this next week and talking about the, the things that God is giving to us to build us up so that we get into maturity. How many want to be mature? Please don't forget your neighbor. You know, like I said, we are not running a group race. It's an individual race. God has no grandson. God has no grandson. It's individual. It's your faith and your faith. That's the way it is. So I got to look out for me. <laughs> this is one place where God allows you to be selfish. <laughs> because out of your selfishness, Others are going to be blessed. Amen? God, God will begin to use you. Stand up with me tonight. I pray that God is show, open your eyes tonight and show you a great words from the scriptures. And what we need to do, you ask me, what, is, what shall I do? How do I get around this? Do like Paul was doing, praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be delivered to you. Jesus said, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, the door will be open. Everyone who asks, receives. If you knock, the door will be open. If you seek, you will find. If that's not the case, then Jesus didn't tell us the truth. But he is the truth. Amen? He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is with us here tonight. You can speak to him where you are right now in a very gentle tone. But you mean it from the heart. He'll take you up and believe me from this very moment that we're standing here because he is here and the Holy Spirit is here. Things will begin to change in your heart. Notice what happens when God begins to give you that understanding. Your desire for God grows. Nobody's going to call you to go to church. You'll be there. And when Aaron strikes the first note, you yell hallelujah because you already got it inside of you. Amen. You don't go by talking the music wasn't good today. You say, what music? I enjoyed myself. <laughs> because you are in tune with the Father. Amen? Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight. And just thank him. 
and ask him to give you that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you that he should allow your eyes, the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened so that you know the hope of your calling, the riches of the glory of, the, of his inheritance in you as a saint. God will not let go of his inheritance. He'll pour more glory upon his inheritance so that his inheritance can be even more glorious. That's his desire for us. Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for those that are hearing my voice tonight. I believe that their lives have been transformed because they've heard the truth. And Lord, they have received the truth. And your word says you are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. Holy Spirit, I've spoken your words tonight. And your people have heard your words tonight. And I believe that their lives have been transformed. And the things that have troubled them have fallen away from their lives. Their eyes have been opened. They are receiving that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. And God, they are becoming mature men and women in Christ to do exploits for their God. Thank you, Lord God. We receive from you. Say with me, I receive. Many from your heart, I receive tonight that spirit of wisdom. I have the spirit of wisdom. I have the spirit of revelation. The eyes of my understanding are being enlightened. I know the hope of my calling. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going somewhere. Amen. We're going somewhere. No one can stop us. Don't look at what you see with your eyes, please. I don't care what's happening in your life. We have come to Mount Zion, amen? And our God is with us. And the Bible says, if God be for us, I don't care what devil shows up. He's going to let go. So have your desire, keep your desire heart, amen? Keep that desire heart. Uh, you, we are going to walk on water, amen? No matter what it is, God's going to bring deliverance. Don't ever entertain discouragement. Don't you ever. Not, no matter what's going on in your life, don't ever be discouraged. And don't you dare give up. Because God's going to change it. I'm very confident of this. God's going to change it. God's going to change it. God bless you with dismissed.